Hey everyone, with this interview I'd like to offer a bit of an apology for the sound quality at times. We didn't catch it while we were in recording, and so there's a lot of kind of background noise, a lot of white noise that uh, could be a little grating on the ears. We've gone back and re-recorded some bits, uh, especially Eric's questions, as the mic wasn't even picking him up properly. And I also re-recorded my intro. Unfortunately, there isn't really anything we can do about uh, Ashley's responses, but I really enjoyed this interview. Uh, I didn't want to just throw it away. Uh, so without further ado, here's the podcast. Welcome to the Light the A Sports Podcast, home of the top interviews of Aggie Sports Nation. Former Utah State basketball head coach, Rod Tuller. Utah State gymnastics coach, Kristen White. Well, welcome to the program, John Eccles. Ashley Cardozo. Uh, welcome to the program, former Utah State running back, Emmett White. How you doing? And now, here are your hosts, Jason Walker and Eric Franson. Hello, thank you so much for joining us on the Light the A podcast. I'm Jason Walker, alongside Eric Franson. We've had plenty of great interviews this week, uh, former players, coaches, current coach, and today we've got another former player. She's a former Utah State soccer player, certainly an Aggie great. She holds six records within the soccer program, three of those are career totals, two of them are single season records, and one is a single game record. She's also a four-time All-Mountain West selection, which is frankly probably another record, but we'd like to welcome to the program, Ashley Cardozo. How's it going? I'm doing well. How are you guys? We're doing good. Thanks for coming down. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. I know there, there was some news, uh, I think it was early, earlier this year, late last year. I know you, you signed with a professional squad. Uh, how is that going? Um, it went well. So I signed a six-month contract with FC Nantes. Um, so I went out the first week of January, and my contract ended in June 30th. Um, and so now I'm kind of in a limbo because I, I'm not sure if I want to go back to Europe um, or stay here and try and play in the U.S. in the NWSL. Um, I've been, you know, speaking with my agent and Manny, of course, has been a big help of mine um, to see what teams are interested in me, uh, you know, what would be the best place for me, you know, soccer-wise, living-wise, um, but for right now, I'm just uh, waiting to see what's next. What's that process like? Uh, you, you finish out a great career at Utah State, and then there's an offer to play professionally. You know, initially, that's got to be pretty exciting. You go overseas, and I'm sure there was some culture shock in doing all that. But what was that initially like for you, getting that offer and then looking at what your options are and then ultimately deciding to go? Right. Um, so it was you know, really exciting, especially coming off the season that we did. You know, first year with Manny, first time in my career at Utah State that we went into the tournament. Um, and obviously to lose in the semis always hurts. But um, I was, you know, ready for the next chapter. And, you know, this opportunity came um, to me that I felt like I couldn't pass up. Um, I've never been to Europe before. So it was extremely a uh, big culture shock. Um but I loved it. The people, the fans, the community was, you know, it kind of reminded me a lot of Logan, like small town community. Everyone is chanting and rooting for Nantes. Um, and so I really like that aspect. But I feel like the hardest part for me was being away from my family and loved ones. Um, you know, I feel like it was hard to speak with my parents, you know, once a day, one I'm going to bed and they're just starting their day. Um, and so that part felt 
a little, I don't want to say wrong, but, you know, it just didn't feel like the fit for me. But, you know, I'm so grateful that uh, FC Nantes gave me the opportunity to go out there, see what it's like, see a different culture, world, different style of soccer. Um, but, yeah, uh, it it I feel like it was a lot at once. Um, and... I don't know. I'm I'm really excited for what's to come. I feel like, although my time there was short, I grew immensely, not only as a soccer player, but just as a person, um, you know, living alone, not with your parents, not having them close by at all. So I feel like it was a really, really big um, experience for me to grow, like I said, not only as a player, but as a person. So uh, FC Nantes, that, that's a French team, right? Yes, yes. Uh, did you learn any French while you were there? Uh, a little bit. Uh, my teammates would always uh, try and get me to like order when we go to restaurants, and I'd get I'd get embarrassed at times because obviously my French wasn't very good. But um, yeah, I learned I learned a little bit here and there, and obviously I speak Spanish, so that was kind of a little bit of a help. But um, yeah, just a little bit. Can you give me? Can you, can you can you introduce yourself to me in French? Yes. Uh, uh, bonjour, je m'appelle Ashley. Je suis une fille. Uh, tu es un fils. Um, what's that? What else I know? I know how to order. I know how to order food. <laughs> so so what did you tell me? Like when you just said that, I always said hello. My name is Ashley. I said yes. Hello, my name is Ashley. I am a young uh, woman young girl soccer player and i said you are a man <laughs> so i learned the i learned the no basics lies. around there no lies detected <laughs> so cool so when you're looking for opportunities in the nwsl it's a league that had some controversy this summer over some things rooting out some stuff that needed to be figured out but overall seems to be a women's soccer league that is growing healthy in some ways obviously with some issues that still need to be solved but seems like it's a growing and improving league and uh, you know growing some opportunities for post-college players like yourself to continue playing the sport that you love yes absolutely I think you know it's definitely an exciting time um, you know to be a part of women's soccer especially with the position that I'm in now um, like you said it, it is growing it's becoming more popular um, I know that San Diego Wave was getting like over 30,000 30, fans at their games. Um, so, yeah, it is super exciting. You know, obviously, you're always going to get a little bit of the bad in any business. But, um, yeah, it, it's really exciting. I feel like the, the time we're in right now, especially for myself, I'm really excited for whatever opportunity jumps at me, I will take and ride it so it's going to your time at utah state i know for kind of the first you know four four or so years the team was kind of up and down had some winning records at times but overall uh in like the first four years more losses than wins but then you had that final season you go like 13 6 and 3 like what was that like to have that that turnaround for your last season there it was awesome um i feel it was definitely um an exciting time for all of us you know being able to get a head coach as um i'm trying to think of the word as well 
with the record, I guess, that Manny has just behind it, you know, where he's coached at, um, players he's coached, that uh, he has a few players in the NWSL. Um, I know the team was excited, but I was really excited because, you know, being a little girl, I, I've dreamt of playing pro and um, going pro. And so to have a coach like that um, was really exciting. And, you know, obviously we wanted to win with the Mountain West Championship, and I would have loved to left Utah State um, with the Mountain West Championship, but I see this program growing so much, um, all thanks to the staff, Manny, Jess, Aaron, Amber, um, but yes, it was, it was such an exciting time, honestly, and I'm so grateful that, you know, I had Manny as a mentor um, with soccer, but outside of soccer as well. Um, I feel like he helped me grow a lot in phases that I didn't see quite yet. Um, so yes, it was, it was awesome. It was an amazing, amazing fall. So we're so lucky and grateful to have Manny at Utah State. And I know all the girls feel the same way. So really quick, I want to follow up kind of on that because you bring up Manny that kind of touches on one of the questions I want to ask about because Heather Cairns, that's the coach you were under for the most part, and she had quite a successful run at Utah State over 18 seasons. Um, so I guess what was kind of the contrast between her? I know that obviously wasn't her greatest stretch, but what was it like being coached under her and also under Manny? Like, were there any differences, similarities in two coaches who have you know both had success in their time? Yes, um, with Heather... Um, obviously, you know, in high school and everything, I was being recruited by her. And um, for me, the aspect that really drew me to her in this program um, was the relationship we had built. Um, I feel like she, you know, took a chance on me when in high school I didn't have any offers except for Utah State. Um, so I feel like, you know, she really made me feel valued not only as a player but as a person. Um, and our relationship grew from there. Um, and I know it was unfortunate, you know, our four seasons that we had just, you know, underperforming. And I feel like sometimes <clears throat> subconsciously people can get complacent. Um, and I think as a team and maybe as a staff, um, with their successes they had in the past, maybe we got a little complacent and maybe we didn't, really have that fight and so I think that change with Manny really ignited a new spark for you as a player and maybe you know experiences with the team but was there a place or a team that was particularly challenging or that just got under your skin more than another in the Mountain West yeah, just just overall while you were here at USU he wants you to say BYU yes and of course <laughs> and of course I'm always gonna go to BYU no yeah I think, you know, our biggest competitors are always going to be in-state rivals, Utah, BYU, UVU. Um, but yes, especially under, you know, Heather, when we did play BYU, we, we just, you know, it's disappointing to, you know, if it's a close game, you know, at least you're kind of in it. But I feel like at times we could lose to BYU 4-5-0 and... Um, you know, obviously that really hurts, um, you know, your confidence and the team morale. Um, but yes, BYU, that will always be probably a big match. And New Mexico, I, um, 
I loved playing New Mexico. Their coach, uh, Heather, um, I thought she was, you know, she, her team and their spirits, they were always fighters, and I commend them so well, and I was always grateful that, you know, they put up their best fight always against us to, you know, bring out the best in us as well because you want a team that's, you want to play a team that's really good because that'll make you be really good. So I would say New Mexico and BYU were definitely the top two teams for me. You guys beat BYU your your final year, didn't you? Yes, and yes, then, we did. And I think they went on to win the na- or finalists. Think they were runner-up. Yeah, finalists in the national championship. So obviously that's exciting too. Um, although our season has ended at the time, um, you know, you sit around and you know with the team you watch like, oh my gosh, they're playing in the national championship, and we beat a team like that of that caliber, and you know clearly we are in the that same realm um and so yeah i feel like last season and watching them this season obviously i kept up with utah state um you just see them growing so so much and like i said i'm really excited to watch this team and this program become you know competitive like competing for those types of uh tournaments championships so it'll be really awesome to see Kind of a little bit on that note, um, I have a couple of questions that are all kind of related, but I guess I'll start with this one. Is there a favorite game that you had, like the one you remember most fondly, just throughout any of your seasons, the game you look back on, you're most proud of that that game? I think the two that come to mind are um, the game we played against BYU, obviously, but um, the second game would be our senior day game. Um, and that's when we had to play in Utah because the weather was bad. So we had our senior day in Utah. Um, and I feel like that was just, you know, one of my most memorable games just because I had all my family and friends there who were close to Salt Lake. Um, but also, um, we did really well as a team. Um, I think we beat them 4-0, I want to say. Um, who was it you were playing in that game? Yes. Uh, who were you playing? Uh, Wyoming. Wyoming? Okay. Yes. Um, I believe it was 4-0, but just, you know, to end your... Although I didn't end my career, it felt like, you know, it was finally... It was like the bow to, like, kind of close out the chapter, and um, it was just really exciting. I thought everyone played really well. It was fun to play in front of all of my family and friends um, who had grown up with me, you know, from junior high, high school, being able to uh, uh, watch me in Salt Lake. Um, Yes, those two games were definitely, like, my two favorite, I think. Uh, When you were a high school kid, did you ever picture yourself being in the position that you ended up in here? Did you imagine that you would have the type of collegiate career and really be in a position where now you have a chance to play or have had some opportunity to play professionally? I think um, I didn't realize the magnitude of how far I would go um you know like I said uh growing up as a child my whole you know dream was to play pro soccer when teachers would ask me what I want to do when I'm older who do I want to be I would always say I want to play professional soccer um and so when I first came to Utah State um after my first season um I had a uh, I did well my freshman year, um, 
And I was excited for the trajectory to keep going because I thought, okay, if this is my starting point, then I know I can, you know, keep leveling up from here on out. Um, and so in short, no, I did not think that this is where my life would take me. But I think, you know, like I said, this was the only school that offered me a scholarship and I am a firm believer that, you know, everything happens for a reason. And if you're doing the right things that everything, all the outcomes are going to work out. And so that was my mentality going into each year after my freshman year. If I can perform like this, then I just have to keep improving 1% every day. Then I will reach the goals and the heights that I want to reach. So... Can I talk about high school? Were you surprised that you weren't recruited more? Because, I mean, you were injured your senior year, right? Yes. Did, do you feel like that played a part in it? Because before, like, things, I saw you says scored 26 goals as a junior for Olympus. Uh, feels like maybe you'd get recruited a bit more? So I think in that sense, um, I feel like when, you know, that was in, like, 2015, 16, my junior and sophomore year of college, and the recruiting process was different couple years back because you could be a freshman sophomore junior speaking with collegiate coaches um but i think probably the biggest downfall that i had was my stature you know my build my height um i feel like women's collegiate soccer in the past was definitely you know who's athletic and who's physical and who has the body to hold you know six foot center backs and maybe when you saw me, you're like, mm, I don't know if she like, yes, she has the skill, but does she have what it takes, you know, mentally, physically to really make it to the next level? Um, and so I feel like that was probably like the biggest drawback, um, as well as maybe mentality, you know, as a, you know, 15, 16 year old, I maybe I wasn't aggressive as an, enough or um you know, attacked hard enough. So I feel like I learned a lot of these things at Utah State under Heather and Manny. Um, so I feel like maybe at the time when I was getting recruited, I wasn't ready for a Pac-12 or a big school like that. But I think throughout the time that I've been in college and having those, you know, coaches mentor me, Trevor Waxman, who was the assistant under Heather, um, he would, you know, we would stay after trainings and do shooting and dribbling. And I feel like it's, you know, once you make it to this level, you know, you're good enough. But I think it comes down to who wants it more. Are you going to stay and train? Are you going to watch what you're eating? Um, so, yeah. And certainly you're an in-state product. Uh, you went to high school in Utah. Uh, quite a few athletes on USU soccer this year over the last several years from the state of Utah. You know, we've had a really cool opportunity to see even even more local, even Cache Valley yeah. on the team as well, perform and, and excel. So what does that say about the level of soccer you know, generally in the state of Utah and how it's been performing and you know, where it's headed? Right. I think the level um, that we have in Utah is really, really special. I know, um, you know, a lot of young players that I follow because um, I played at La Roca. Um, and so I keep up with, you know, the younger girls who commit. And I see 
um, a big change um, in the way that's going because I feel like a lot of um, when we were getting recruited, when I was getting recruited in high school, um, everyone would stay in state. But now I'm seeing a lot of, you know, Clemson commits, Florida, UCLA, you know, bigger schools. So I feel like Utah is definitely um, getting put on the map more and more. Um, but yes, it is exciting, especially the Cache Valley um, kids that we have now. Uh, Tenzie, Sammy Murdoch, who just graduated, but I know she was a big push for them this year. Um, Talia Winder, um, she's a freshman, and I, she looks, you know, from what I've seen on on the game, she looks like they're they're just gonna be a big help. So it's it's cool that local kids, you know, can grow up watching Utah State, watching Aggies, and then being able to play, you know, at the university that you grew up around and watching. So, yeah, I think the the level of Utah um, is, you know, on the rise for sure. So uh, of the uh, several records that you hold, you have the career record for game-winning goals. Uh, do you remember all of those, or do you have a particular favorite one? Can you list them all off? I think I think my favorite one um, would be my first game here at Utah State. It was against, uh, mm, I forgot who it was against, but um, that was definitely my favorite just because I feel like, you know, like I said, when I came to Utah State, I really wanted to make a mark and, um, you know, show that I was here, you know, to play for the community, for the team, for the program. Um, and I think we were playing the Jackrabbits. I remember that. South Dakota, maybe. Um, but we it was me and Wesley Hamblin, another Aggie great. Um, and we started off at the corner. I played her short, um, and she kind of took a few players on to give me the open shot from outside. Um, and that's probably one of my favorite angles of shooting is outside the box, kind of bending it in. Um, and it was with my left foot, so I was even more excited, you know, my weaker foot. Um, so, yeah, that was definitely my favorite game-winning goal, my first game here at Utah State, and assisted by an Aggie great, Wesley Hamblin. So, so started off pretty strong there, first ever game. Yes. Get a game-winning goal. <laughs> hey, hello. Yeah. Had uh, 12 more in your career because you ended up with 13 of them. So uh, quite a bit. And I think I think you had like six or seven your senior year or something mm -hmm. like that. Yeah. I remember seeing that all throughout the season, all throughout that senior season. I was like, uh, another game-winning goal for Ash Joseph. <laughs> Does she do anything else? <laughs> That's so cool. Now, right now, you're in uh, you're kind of in a limbo period, mm -hmm. trying to decide your next move. But looking down the line, after the uh, opportunities present uh, themselves, present, yeah, present themselves. Uh, do you uh, to do professional soccer and and whatnot? But what do you see is uh, next? You know, is coaching in the future for you, or are there other professional pursuits that you want to go after? Absolutely, I think. Um Staying involved in soccer is what I want to do. Um, I would love to go into coaching, um, and I feel like, you know, I've I've thought about, you know, maybe doing something else, or the thought of doing something else that 
doesn't involve soccer just doesn't feel right with me. So I definitely would love to stay involved in the coaching world after playing. Hopefully, you know, a few more years to come I can play. But yes, I would I would die to be a coach. Um, love it, you know, especially the coaches I've had in the past. It kind of comes full circle for me, starting with LaRocca, um, my coach Felipe, um, and obviously ending with Manny um, and the staff there. I, you know, I just love, like I said, although I've grown and, you know, become a lot of things in the soccer world, winning these accolades and everything like that, that's all sweet. And, but I feel like the greatest lessons I've learned from them are just how to, you know, be a good person and, and learn and grow and make mistakes and learn from those mistakes. Um, and, you know, at my time at Utah State, I know I made a lot of mistakes um, inside soccer, outside of soccer, but I'm so grateful to have had the mentors that I did. Um, and I would love to, you know, be that person for someone else because those people, like I said, have <clears throat> immensely, um, you know, helped me grow and um, I, I have so much love and respect for all the coaches I had, Heather um, and Manny, you know, for, like I said, taking a chance on me and um, loving every second with them has, has been amazing. So. so you've stayed in connection with the Utah State players still. Like, like how close have you tried to stay to the, the Utah State program? Oh, really close. Um, I came to, I think, three home games this year. Um, and I'm really close with everyone on the team um, still, um, you know, just because I feel like it's still like a year gap. You still know everyone. You still feel like you're a part of it. Um, but, yeah, so I I talked to um, Diera Walton. I would say she's, you know, my best friend. Um, and we talk weekly, daily. Um, and it's fun to watch them, you know, being living in that world and then now being on the outside of it um it's really exciting and like i said i'm excited for for them to grow um and i'm sure in the next two or three years utah state will be bringing back a mount west championship all right one last question for me uh cristiano ronaldo or Lionel messi Guys, come on now. <laughs> come on. If anyone in the soccer world picks Ronaldo over Messi, they're not doing it right. right. And I'm Argentinian, so I've got to stay true to my roots. All right, all right. There we go. There we go. <laughs> I, I had to ask. I know it's, it's the eternal debate. So, uh, Ashley Cardozo, Aggie great, former Utah State soccer player. Um, thank you so much for coming on. Thank you guys so much. I yeah, appreciate it. I mean, thank you, thank you. Brighter things ahead for you, so uh, we wish you all the best of luck. Thank you guys so much. This has been the Light the A podcast with Jason Walker and Eric Franzen. Be sure to like the episode and share your favorite part of it. You can also find the show on Twitter at 1069 The Fan.